so I just hit recording. Uh, did you hear what I was telling Sawyer? Yeah, uh, briefly. So let's do All it. right. Uh, okay. Welcome to episode four of the UGB podcast. As always, we've got Sawyer with FNG Precision Coatings out of California and John, who is a uh, professional wino. <clears throat> we are really sad today because we, we had a guest lined up and we're still working on that, but it's been a while due to scheduling conflictions and all sorts of other bullshit. So we wanted to come on and at least do us three and kind of kind of keep things going a little bit. Um, the, the first thing, as usual, John, is uh, on his fucking own time. <laughs> we want to talk about the state of the industry currently and where we see the firearms world going and uh, just wherever that takes us, uh, who knows with us. But uh, we were just chatting a little bit off camera and Sawyer uh, was talking about doing Cerakote work and things of that nature. Um, I, I have some, I guess I can go into what I'm seeing and then I wanna know what you're seeing Sawyer and what you're seeing John um from a retailer's perspective and also a uh, consumer's perspective because you've got a better feel on that than Sawyer and I do I think um but briefly I I'm seeing and this is within the last three weeks let's say uh I'm seeing I've got inventory for the first time and not a shitload of inventory but I've got inventory for the first time six months you know that i can say i've actually got shit to come in and look at it's not sold as soon as it comes through the door or you know people waiting on stuff that i, I tell them i'm gonna get um and again i don't have a bunch but it seems like a bunch from where we've been and i've always been able to get magazines and accessories you know that hadn't been a too big of a deal i've had to wait on stuff a lot and do some digging to find some shit we're talking uh scopes or triggers or or whatever um i'm seeing things i hate to use the term level off because i don't fucking know what tomorrow's gonna bring um long gun including the black guns of the ar ak world uh the the pricing's getting a a, a smidge better on the retail end um, people aren't getting fucked quite so bad and ammo, uh, <laughs> ammo still fucked too. Hold up. Hold up. Depends on where you're at. There's 2,500 rounds of, uh, 223 purchased for 50 cents around at my local, uh, ranch supply store. And see that, that was good. So I was going to say the caveat to that is it is coming in uh a little more plentifully than what it has been but whether or not the retailer is going to see it depends upon the people selling it and whether they're gonna just try and, and scoff up people or fuck they may, they may be hoarding on to it themselves um you know i don't know for sure what's going on with all of that but i am seeing ammo come in a little more uh and not not a fucking lot by any stretch of the imagination um I, I don't have 
I don't have the awesome fucking grip on, on ammo like I wish I had. Uh, back before things got weird, I was kind of known for finding hard to find guns. Um, I had a I had great connections and I still do on guns. Um, I can get or used to be able to get, you know, I, I used to have dealers calling me from other parts of the country wanting me to find them X gun. And I'm like, you buy from the same fucking people I do. Why, why aren't you getting it? Yeah. And, that's, that's like with all, we, we can't find shit out here from RSR or sports South or any of that shit because we're already filtered so deeply with right. the, uh, the California compliancy. And then you put the caveat on top of that. So of the, the hundred percent that's available, we can get 20%. And of that 20%, there's nothing available. Anything but I mean, even free states they they would i mean i had this reputation because and i'd ask them i'm like why the fuck aren't you getting it because like i said you buy from the same people i do and they're like i don't know you you just always seem to find that kind of stuff and and i did and i and i'll, I'll get the secret away it was because i fucking worked my ass off to do it i put in the effort and most people just yeah i mean that people just wouldn't put the fucking effort in to find you know a flat dark earth uh mcx or whatever the fuck it was and i would make the fucking phone calls and do the do the work anyhow so i i gained that reputation but i gained the connections to do that well i never could sell ammo to match uh the big box online stores and uh even even the big box you know brick and mortars so i never got that fucking hook to be able to get the ammo and so I'm still kind of fucked on it, but what I'm seeing across the board is ammo starting to come through. Um, I, I don't know, Sawyer, you're in kind of what we were talking about earlier, and I know you mainly deal or primarily deal with just Cerakote stuff. Um, are, are you seeing any trends or any kind of changes or anything like that? Uh, I did probably 40, a total of 40 sales this, this year, calendar year uh in firearms total total 40 and of those 40 that i that came through our shop 80 percent of them were private party transfers um the the stuff that we were able to get our hands on was either drop-offs that people said sell this for me or very rarely we were able to get a dealer to dealer connection on a couple glocks or a couple you know, neutered ARs and things for people. Um, there was some oddball stuff we found, shit that other people just didn't want. There's a, there's a lot of these like uh, plastic AR bullshit lowers out there. And, and out here, people are just like, it's kind of like uh, when the lights start coming on at the bar, they'll go home with just about anything. So uh, they're like, yeah, it ain't what I wanted, uh, but it's, it's two o'clock and I want to take something home. So they just you know, go after whatever we get our hands on. And we, we've never been one to, to mark any of that stuff up. We're not, we're not a great retailer in that sense, but it, it's been tough. And then as far as the ammunition goes, it's been uh, our local gun store that really is the big retailer for ammo and stuff like that is Camarillo gun store. And if you don't know those guys, I'd check them out. They're pretty cool. Um, so it's Carl, guns with them from, from you. So, oh yeah. He's a great guy. Uh, I love the, uh, I love the guy, but he's, he's a, he's a pretty cool dude. Um, he's always been kind to me. Uh, he, he broke me off at, at certain periods and times at the height of COVID. Uh, if I needed to get a thousand round of AK, 
you know, for, for just a few hundred dollars and he could have been marking it way up and he didn't. Um, so we saw a lot of horse trading through the shop guys coming in mostly I call them stackers, you know, people that are just stacking ammo. Um, a lot of guys come in and say, Hey, I got 500 rounds, I got a thousand rounds, got 5,000 rounds, put the buzz out. So it's like, if you weren't kind of checking in, uh, cause as you know, out here, there's a permit required to sell ammunition. Um, so if you decide to do that in your own world, person to person, then we just kind of, you know, Hey, yeah, you know, I heard Joe from down the road's got some ammo as far as buying it or getting it in stock. I stopped trying because it was just such, I mean, the, 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 the amount of effort that I put in versus what I was going to make on it, even, even if I didn't mark it up. I mean, I had direct manufacturer relationships with two different manufacturers here in the state of California, guys just doing nothing but making bullets. And they started hitting me in the pocketbook where it was like, I would see, you know, I was getting a bullet at a penny around on top of what, you know, it was costing them. And then it went to 50 fucking cents around. And I'm like, dude, I can't even, I'm actually, I'm actually paying you to let me have this in my store, you know, and they're, and they're like, oh, 20,000 minimum, 20,000 minimum in each caliber. And it's like, yeah, I don't know how these fucking guys are selling that shit uh, retail face to face with a, and being able to sleep at night, let alone having a fucking straight face doing it. Dude, when I started, they were talking like I had a good relationship with this one company and they were they were making a penny. They were making a penny around. That's what their profit was, was a penny around. And uh, I had the guy show up and he he unloaded the truck. And as he's unloading it, he slides me the invoice. And I look at the invoice and I go, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? This is what I charge, you know, to, to sell this ammo. He's like, that's the cost, man. Take it or leave it. And I'm like why didn't you hand me this before you unloaded 10,000 rounds? I said, cause now this is real awkward. You're going to need to load them right back up. Cause I'm not going to rip, you know, and, and the customers are like, well, why didn't you just take it? We would have paid. And I'm like, well, I'm, I'm saving you from yourself because you shouldn't pay that money for that. I don't care what you don't need it that bad. Like it's, it's ridiculous. So, what, what are you seeing as far as like Cerakote work or things changing or same or. Um, I think. Number one, I think people are less inclined to let their weapons go, um, yeah. unless you're unless you're an avid collector, you know, where you know uh, you got 25, 30, 40, 100 guns sitting around. You don't mind sending your race pistol, your Gucci Glock, or whatever it is off for paint. Uh, we got a lot of guys that are you know two and three gun only owners. And they go, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd really like to get it done, but I just don't feel comfortable having my gun away for two, three weeks. And it's like, I, I get that. I understand it. So, um, you know, what I have seen a lot of is knives, a lot of knives getting coated lately, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, stuff like that. But firearms, it's been the same slow, steady trickle, but it's not it's not been the boom, the boom that I thought with all the new purchases. I think everybody's just kind of stacking their chips and just sitting on things waiting for, uh, I guess I don't want to say a, pe- a more peaceful time, but I think uh, now isn't the time to be fucking around, putting the paint jobs on your gun. I think it's. Motherfuckers are nervous. Yeah. That's, well, that's that, I think, going. I mean, guys, look, you, you've had, I mean, I'm shocked at the price increase I've seen in firearms. Let's be real. The cost of production should have actually come down just by means of quantity that these 
manufacturers are producing and you've got companies that are now damn near doubled the cost of something like a simple AR in the last calendar year. So I think what you've got is I think you've got a lot of people that were on the fence about buying an AR. Then it took some, you know, national disaster, country going in this downward spiral to buy one. And now that five, $800,000 AR they could have bought just cost them a grand or two or $3,000. So yeah, now, now putting a fancy paint job on, it's just out of budget. Hey, what, what did you, uh, Jeff, what'd you let that, uh, that copperhead go for just, just because I, I, I don't care, but I, I, I do care for comparison because I, I went and looked that gun up trying to get, get one. Uh, and they wanted $2,800 for it. At some I, sold it for, I sold it for 1950. Yeah. yeah. So almost a thousand dollars over what you were asking. And I, and there was a markup on that. So it's like, and there was no doubt in my mind I could have got more, but it's insanity. I mean, so kind of going back to, and I still want to get to John, but I'm 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 sidetracking here. One thing I want to touch on is you mentioned ammo and the margins and all that. Uh, I, I've had a lot of guys, a lot of fucking guys, and specifically on magazines, because again, I'm I'm fucking I'm rolling in mags. Um, hitting me up saying you know what if i buy a hundred or 200 what kind of deal can you make what about four i had a guy ask for if he bought 400 magazines ar mags and uh i mean i'm like i i figure it up and there, there's two problems number one I, i'm not having any issues selling them at regular price which my regular price is cheaper than you know the the majority of the people that are selling them but number two the the fucking margins aren't nearly as fat as what people think they are and that's across the board and it, it's and magazines actually probably have the best margin for me ammo next new guns fucking suck you know as far as margins go <laughs> and i don't know i just wanted to touch on that but let, people let don't realize let me ask Do you what? something. Let me ask you something though, because general general rule, and I don't mind I don't mind putting this out there because I think it's pretty reasonable. But general rule of thumb, when we were rolling full steam and getting guns off, you know, from dealers, uh, dealer supply stores, we were seeing an average of a hundred dollars a firearm markup, right? And then we'd make a little bit of money on the transfer. We'd make about thirty seven dollars on the transfer. Uh, most guys out here charge. So you, this is going to blow your fucking mind. But a lot of places out here, it's 75 to up to $150. I've never heard 150 but I knew 75 to 100 Look, call call any gun store and see me. Well, not necessarily any gun store, but call, call some gun stores in Thousand Oaks or Simi Valley and you'll get your fucking socks blown right off. And uh, so, yeah, they're only making $100 in the markup, which is common. But then, you know, that was pre-COVID. So even selling, like you got to sell 10 guns a day at a hundred dollars a markup just to make the nut for the shop. So right, that's like, overhead. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, you've got four days of that and then you're paid. Now you can start making some profit for the house, but you know, with the magazine, you know, you're getting the magazine for 12 bucks a piece or 15 bucks a piece in bulk and you're selling it for 20 and then you've got to do the shipping. You got to do the fucking handling. You got to do all that shit. 
the end of the day, man, you're making a dollar a mag or two bucks a mag. And people are like, oh, well, can I get it for $11? And it's like, sure, why don't I? You actually, you know what? Why don't I come mow your lawn while I'm at it, motherfucker? Like, if people want to, people want it for cheap. They want it yesterday. And and they want you to smile about it. So it's like, I don't know if the general gets it. I agree with you all heartedly. I've got, and I'm not sucking my customer base's dick, but they've been fucking phenomenal with me. I can't, I mean, I've been very, very blessed and fortunate with that. But I got to go back because I want to hear from John. You've got a better feel for the retail end. Are you seeing any trends, anything different? Yeah, so I definitely think that we've either, I, we've either I'm going to ask you to speak up a little bit, John. We've either reached market capacity on ammunition because I am seeing, um, I mean, like I said, I just bought 2,500 rounds retail at about 50 cents a round. We waited too long, Sawyer. I gotta buy John a hotspot. <laughs> I got full service, like you. Yeah, we we lost you, man. Am I back? You are now. Hold on, okay. well, John's talking. I gotta answer the door real quick. I'll be right back. Um, but so so what I'm seeing and what I've learned and talking to the people that I bought ammo from retail is that they actually have long-term contracts with their ammunition providers. That's why they're getting their ammo. So the problem in that it, therein lies is that these guys have the ability to group by from 30 retail locations and the ammunition manufacturers or third-party distributors are obligated to send them ammunition. So I, I think that's part of it. Now on the gun stuff, I can tell you this, of the few gun shops here in our little town, everybody now has black guns are back on the shelves, gloves are back on the shelves. You're no longer walking with a barrel. I mean, there's name brands. Hell, I walked in our little shop here, a little ranch supply store. I think they had a Daniel's defense. So, anyways. All right. Well, that poor John, he's always on the road. You can't fault the guy. He's a hardworking son of a bitch, and he's always oh. doing something. So. They are on the shelf. I was like, what? I mean, they have it, you know? So I, I, I don't know if they were over the hump. The big tell that I had, 2000. Hey, I was saying you're crazy, fuckers. I was I wasn't even talking shit yet. I was just saying that uh, you're always on the road. It's pain in the ass for you when you got to deal with us. So, all right, he's he's in a dead spot. <clears throat> yeah, so, it's all good. Um, I, I've got to be in a fucking good spot. <laughs> well, I don't know if you're hearing what we're hearing, but it's 
different. So, but, we, we ain't uh, getting much of you. I think uh, I think John's John's got a cool perspective being in the place that he's at because you know there is. I don't know. I don't know. I I wonder. Well, if I want to find out where he got that fifty cents an ammo, fifty cents around ammo, two twenty three yeah. from because. I mean, again, back to what I was saying about the margins, they didn't make fucking dick on that. Uh, yeah. I mean, in, in the retail environment, I, I don't know. You kind of mentioned $100 a gun. For us in Kansas, it was always if, you know, if we were able to make 50, if we made $75 on a gun, we fucking, we kicked the fat hog in the ass. Uh, but on a retail, a general retail rule of thumb, for us is we need to make 35 cents across the board to or 30 what i say 35 cents yeah 35 for the 35 percent margin across the board to cover overhead to uh you know basically pay all the bills and make it worthwhile to to actually continue to do it otherwise we're fucking losing money um yeah and I'll, 50 cents around I don't know what he got for sure, but the prices I'm seeing from from distributors and wholesalers and all that, they like he 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 alluded to they had their contract, so they must have got that at 2020 pricing, probably somewhere around August, I'm guessing, of 2020. And uh, if they honored their pricing again, I don't fucking know, but they had to. Shocker! I I know, right? But they had to in order to at least, you know, get close to making any fucking money. And I, I don't know. That's surprising that he got it that cheap. Well, just I think, too, uh, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of hungry, hungry mouths out there. And I mean, I don't think I've ever asked you this question about, you know, and it's not one for public, but, you know, just like. There's overhead. Do you own the building you're in? Do you rent the building you're in? Are you paying payroll taxes? Are you paying workers' compensation? Do you got fucking Tweedledee and Tweedledum wandering around in aisle two and aisle three all fucking day, you know, reorganizing the shelves? And as soon as you answer yes to any of those three questions, you got a basic nut you got to make every day. So when I walk into the shop every morning, the minute my finger hits the light switch, it's pay time. Because I know at the end of every day, there's a bill. That fucking first light switch means it's on. Now I got to cover it. And the minute the guys walk in, and generally, to be honest, they're there way before me anyways. I'm a lazy piece of shit. So um, they're, they're always there an hour early. Uh, the minute they get there, they're, they're clocked in. They're doing work. The machine is going. So it's like, okay, well, if you're not, if each guy isn't making, you know, 100 to $150 an hour, per guy per hour it don't work and you'll understand this this uh what i'm getting ready to say even though you don't deal with the air conditioner aspect you'll totally get what i'm saying here is that i know when the fucking seasons change and i've got to turn the air conditioner on in the (laughs) office they're up front and (laughs) you know i mean you just have to fucking do it number one i'm fat and sweaty and i don't fucking like like being sweaty uh, so I kicked that AC on and man, when I do, it's like, you're, I know the fucking dollar signs are just fucking traveling out of my bank account, but it is what it is. But I know yeah. you got the same way with the lights, whatever. And we, we were talking earlier 
and this is kind of I think what I wanted to wanted to hit on. Uh, you you mentioned your air compressor setup, and and I readily admit mine's nothing uh, uh, compared to yours. But you you said you've got like twenty five grand in it. I got twenty five grand in one. In one, okay. In one, there's another twelve thousand in the other one. They're both uh, one one's a one of them's a full featured rotary variable speed from Atlas Copco. And it's a tankless because the entire air system is, it's just, it houses everything that you need. You got a chiller, a dryer, onboard oil, coalescer, all that shit. And then the other one is my backup, which is a fixed speed rotary with a 90 gallon tank underneath of it. No onboard coalescers, no anything. And basically the way that it works is the big boy pumps into the tank on the backup. The backup is an isolated system. I've got a uh, basically a, a two, I can't remember the technical term for it, but it's basically a switch disconnect between the two where I pull the switch up on power for one, reach down, turn the other one off. And they cannot be both on at the same time. So if, you know, when we got a, when we're doing some of these jobs that are, you know, like, I don't want to use the word mission critical because that sounds gay, but uh, I'm going to use the word like really important for people to get their shit. Uh, and a client comes in and drops something off and it's like, I've been there before where the compressor's gone down and it took fucking Atlas and their retard techs like three weeks to get out to me. And I'm like, hey, man, this is how my shop runs. I don't know if you realize that, but I bought this equipment from you because of this. And that's why I got a secondary is because I just, there was just, I couldn't, I couldn't not do it. And, uh, spraying some of the stuff that we spray, it's like, you can't, you can't put paint on airplane parts and then go home and sleep at night wondering if your oil, you know, your chiller and your oil filter was good. And then you've done all this work. And then two weeks later, they've reassembled an aircraft and the fucking paint starts to peel from the inside out. And it's like, oh, yeah, well, sorry, my my fucking oil trap wasn't drained or something. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's just it's just a different it's a different um, level of fucking quality control that a lot of people don't. Number one, don't give a shit to, to do. And number two, in the general world, you don't need it. You, you don't you don't need that like, well, I, I had mentioned and, and i don't do the volume you do and i don't do the fucking uh the the the, the real high what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> same here mission, same mission critical, same mission critical. <laughs> <laughs> i want to be tactical today <laughs> I, I don't i don't do the shit that requires uh top secret certification and whatnot but uh, I had mentioned to you guys earlier off camera that when I started, when I, I was doing work on my, I started doing work on my own shit. I thought Cerakote was cool. And uh, I had time to fuck with my own shit at that time. And so I bought a cheap electric oven that you have in your kitchen and I mounted it up on a stand in my shop. And that's what I used. Um, and, and, you know, admittingly some of my original shit was was shit i mean it the fucking work i did was shit when i was learning on it um but i got to where and and i still do it to this day my compressor i i i will every day when i fucking come in i expect my compressor not to fucking kick on i just do because 
it's fucking the holder shit. Uh, Dude, the 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 progression to get, and I don't I don't want the viewers to think because there's guys out there that are like, oh, I might want to try doing this. Listen, guys, you don't have to walk in off the street not knowing a fucking thing about it and go out and buy something crazy like that. That was six, seven years into doing business. I when I started this shop, uh, the current current endeavor. I started it out of a, I, I don't even think it was a full 10 foot wide. I think it was uh, eight and a half feet by 14 foot long garage at an apartment complex. I did not have a booth. I did not have ventilation. I, I had a pancake compressor and I used to freaking go over to Agency Arms' building before they started operations at like five in the morning. And one of the machinists that was just a go-getter, he'd let me in the back door and I'd go in there and blast for an hour every day before anybody got to work. And, uh, you know, I saved my pennies for like fucking a year, dude. And I finally bought, I bought a Husky 90 gallon and I put that motherfucker in the shop and turned it on in that little tiny space. And it rattled the walls to the point. But you were proud of it. Cause you fucking earned it. it, Dude, I worked hard for it. So you can do it. You can do whatever you want. And I I talk a lot of shit cause it's fun, uh, about backyard Cerakoters. But there's well, and you've earned that right too, in my opinion. Well, it, it don't make me no better than nobody else. But it, uh, if if I was to grab a pancake compressor, a, a Harbor Freight gun, and even an unsandblasted slide, you could stand out on the patio in the free wind, and you could put a coat on your gun, and it's possible, and it might not look bad. It it is. So I mean, it, the the equipment doesn't make the man; the man makes the equipment. So. Take that the very, I'll never forget the very first gun I ever did was a, a, a mocker of CZ uh, 80, 83. I, I could <laughs> be wrong on that. Yeah, I still got it, but um, I did it in my home garage and hung hung the parts to spray from the the garage door track going into the <laughs> into the garage. Yep. And <clears throat> once I sprayed them went into the house and put them in our home oven i mean literally you know I, I did them in our oven and i mean again didn't turn out great but uh it worked and i refined that process like he's like you said a guy can do it with minimal equipment if, if he has the process down but uh I don't- you don't even have to have the process down. You just got to be dumb enough not to quit because <laughs> I, I did. Uh, I, I think I think I've told you this story before, but um, I was doing I was doing Duracoat because I got my yeah. I, I got my start not in firearms. I got my start in uh, in doing airsoft guns because for one, I had just gotten out of the uh, just gotten out of the military. Um, I was just fucking bored. And uh, I was like, I'm going to go. This was back when Airsoft was, I'm, I'm in retrospect, it's still dumb, I guess, if, but whatever. It's, it's a stepping stone for, for people. But for us adults that can own firearms, there's no real reason for it. But um, I went out there and I was just trying to get with some other dudes that were fucking ex-military and, you know, kind of just trying to do something. I had nothing but time on my hands. And uh, I rattle canned all my shit. And, you know, people were like, oh, that's pretty cool. So I was like, well, shit, let me do yours. Finally, I worked myself up to a point where one of the maintenance guys at my apartment complex at the time was like, uh, hey, man, I'll, uh, I've seen what you're doing in your garage every day. Why don't I send you my AK? 
Dude, he sent me, it was a Saiga AK and it had all the black grip, or the, all the, all the, the, the Chinesium foregrip and side, you know, it was just terrible. I laid that fucking thing down on a piece of cardboard and I rattle canned probably 50 layers of different rattle cans on it. It, the paint was so thick that it looked like dry desert earth because the paint started to crack. And I filled it in with super glue, sanded it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's all I could think of. I had no clue, you know. And then, you know, three years later, the guy brought it back to me and he's like, hey, you know, why don't you redo this for me? And because I, I charged him a good chunk of change and he was happy to have it. And, you know, I redid it for free, but I just look back at that and I go, anytime I get too big for my britches, I always tell myself, like, you're a retard. <laughs> it's printed an AK on a piece of paper, uh, gr- uh, cardboard on the ground. And you did a terrible job because you didn't do it right. So it's like, you know, I, I get I get big and you know on it, and it's like, there's dudes out there with more talent in their little finger working with Harbor Freight equipment, doing badass paint jobs that never probably see the light of day. And then you know, yeah, you know, like you said, we do talk shit, and, and I said it's because we've earned it, and I I do feel that way. But you're exactly fucking right. You know, we. <laughs> some of the shit i've done is like man it's fucking embarrassing uh oh, and we we all started from or most of us started from not knowing shit but i want to <laughs> go back to john now that he's back so let, let's let's talk about what you see on the on the retail side of it and and people don't forget that you are involved with uh, a few gun shops as well from the from the retailer side of point and not the consumer. So what, what do you see on both sides? I think the big thing on, as far as on the consumer side of stuff is I see light at the end of the tunnel. Um, once again, I don't know how much was heard in, in, when I was talking earlier. Almost but, um, nothing. Okay. <laughs> you, you just burn that part out and we'll pretend like it didn't happen. Um, you know, the, the big thing that I'm starting to see is like I said, I, I bought the heavy number of rounds, um, you know, at a sub 50, at 50 cents a round. Um, but I'm starting to see that stuff. The big shining light that I saw this week is I did buy two full bricks of primers. Um, Man, at like, that's the hard one. At like 43 or 44 bucks. So like four cents, four and a half cents a primer. What so they I mean, should be. A, that's it's a little elevated from where it was in the in the good days but right i mean i get it materials cost more so i think you have that and then you know the other thing that i am seeing is that guns that people want are for sale again you know you're not having to buy your weird oddball fold up fucking pocket card 22s or you're never heard of before um revolvers or the kind of shit where you're like the only guy that's buying that is buying it because he's bored and doesn't have anything else to spend his money on and then on on the other side on the transaction side of things not seeing the panic buying not seeing the guys come in and go oh shit you got ARs I'll take four so I don't know. And, and remember, I mean, I, I'm in a, I, I'm certainly in a isolated pocket, you know, I mean, Sawyer says he's still, 
you know, can't find ammunition or guns. And I'm looking going like shit. I mean, there, there's not a whole lot. You know, the, 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 the one major retailer we have here is still limiting um, you to the number, the, the, the quantity of ammo that they want you to purchase at one time. But they have it. And it's not like it was four months ago, six months ago, where when it showed up, every guy in town showed up, bought two boxes, and then called every, anybody he knew to buy two more boxes. Um, the troubling thing that I see from the retail, from the purchaser side of me, is I don't know that we're ever going to get back to, I don't know what to call it other than pre-COVID prices. I, I, I don't think we're going to see the regression. Um, I mean, I, I see companies, PSA, I've long been your champion and, you know, said how great you were, but you can kiss my ass when you sell an upper and a shit butt stock and act like it's on sale for 649 fucking dollars. You're, 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 you're selling a fucking upper, a fucking grip and a buttstock for 650 bucks get the fuck out of here is it got the bolt with it bolt carrier group lord knows i mean but like literally that stuff that's what i think as as consumers we need to prepare ourselves for is i just think that everything's taken a 30 or 40 percent price hike and we're not i mean we all knew that it was going to go up a little bit we had been warned prior to that I don't think we'll ever see pre-COVID prices again. Hey, you know what, John? I actually might have some, I don't think it's necessarily insight on this. You probably know this already. But uh, to those who aren't hit to it, the fucking dollar is is down. No! It's, it's going to be, absolutely. There, so I've got, I've got some fucking fingers and some puddings in some, some overseas areas. And before... You know, with the tariffs, it was like 30% down to get the product from point A to point B. They're like, hey, we know your current president is printing fucking money. We need oh, 50%. $10 yeah. He didn't print it. Oh, yeah. So I don't know if anything is getting more. I mean, obviously, it's more expensive because it's, it's but the, 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 the buying power of our dollar is diminishing and it, and it and it is due to in inflation it's due to printing money it's due to lack of fucking supply and overly demanded things i mean i don't know man i i got some i got some smart friends i'm, I'm usually the dumbest one in the group and they're telling me they said if you've got cash put it into something that is going to hold its value outside of the dollar because so, it's not the time to have it let me ask you guys this because this is something we were talking about earlier um that i could hear when before i got here um how long a memory do consumers have are people going to remember the retailers that were totally trying to break it off in our ass for the, last the dirt still fucking exists thank you they were the one i was going to bring up like for everybody that wants to bitch and say like these guys were gouging you speak with your fucking dollar don't buy nothing from them yeah don't don't, don't fucking buy i mean like Look, I, I'm proud to show you guys might have seen me carrying it. I actually stepped up and bought myself what I consider to be. I mean, I can tell you this. I'm never spending more on a fucking AR in my life. Um, but I stepped up and bought myself a. Uh, uh, what the hell is the deal with this thing? 
What's that? You got that handguard you showed me. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah, that thing is sick, dude. Yeah. So now I could literally right now, I think, resale this for 800 over what I paid for it by buying it. Now, what I did is I looked at what other guys were paying for. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a, albeit a nice, you know, uh, piston-driven AR. I mean, it, the fit and finish on it definitely whoops PSA's ass. Um, I wasn't going to spend $2,800 on it at, at a reseller. So I just waited and kept my eye out and just kept stalking, you know, the, the actual manufacturer, purchased it direct from them. But I, that's what I wonder is, is I know that cheaper than dirt will never make a fucking dollar off of me. I don't give a fuck if in six months they're right back to underselling everybody. Fuck them. But I don't know how much of the firearms industry or consumers are like that. I, my only hope is because, like I said, obviously they're still fucking around. And <clears throat> my hope is that it's kind of a gradual deal, a stair-stepping type deal where, you know, back in the, the Sandy Hook days when so many people got burned and saw how fucking crooked they were, um, you get, let's say you get 20% of the people that, that got it don't ever go back. And the other 80% are like, well, okay, you know, I'm fucking whatever. <clears throat> and then the next time you get out of the hundreds, hundred percent of people that, that saw the bullshit, you know, another 20%. And then you get a gradual following. I don't know if that is necessarily going to be the case, but I think that's the only way that it's going to take effect, I guess. And I don't know, I could be totally fucking wrong and everybody may go back because I mean, I seem to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Think of the rate of attrition, though, for number one gun gun enthusiasts and the consumer. The you know, and I'm not speaking ill of you know customers or potential people that want to use our service. I'm just saying a lot of guys get into it in their you know early, unless you're raised in the culture like we were, um, but. A lot of guys get into it. They're new gun buyers. They get excited. They buy the AR. They get their night camo plate carrier. They get their fucking Gucci shit. And they show off their gun on Instagram for two, three years. Then they get married, get a kid. Their wife tells them, I don't really like this gun. And they go, I used to shoot. I used to be into it. But then you get the next people that come of age and they get into the market and they're not, you know, right. I think that's a fantastic fucking point, man. And, and, and I, and I was actually, um, I was actually put on to that by another guy in the gun industry. And he said, cause I asked him, I, and, and I'll be straight up why I asked him. I said, man, how do all these guys that I've been doing, you know, business next to or around that do a fucking horrible goddamn job of what they do every day of the week, not one day of the week, do they put a good foot forward? How are they still in business? He said, because the gun industry has a short memory. He said, because you got a high rate of attrition. Turnover is two years. Two years. For really? The, two years for the average customer. Think about it. You got guys that rise and fall to fame. You, you got a dude that, you know, you put one viral video up on Instagram. You're fucking hot shit overnight. 48, 50 to 100,000 followers. Then, you know, a couple beers later, you say something off color and everybody's like, eh, that guy's out. You drop back down. You're not going to go out there and be spending the money or trying to do that. It just happens. That's the way it is. I mean, look at this, the, the pokey stabby community right now. 
fuck five years ago, dude, that shit was like not heard of. Spartan, Spartan combat knives, you know, Spartan, Spartan blades. That was the fucking hot shit. Now I, I see them, they're doing cool stuff, but they're into folders now. It's a completely different market. So, and that's not that many years ago. And, you know, now you've got the G10 concealable fucking jail pocket daggers and you hide them things and go, go through the library fucking uh, metal detectors and feel like an operator. And that's what it is now. So it's, you know, two years from now, dudes are going to be wearing fucking Hawaiian shorts and rocking fucking M81 plaid plate carriers. And it's, that's going to be the cool shit, but that doesn't, I don't think that like, to me, I'm old school, you know, I, I fucking, I, people tell me I dress like I'm going camping every day. I don't give a fuck about that stuff. Cause I'm, I'm old and I don't care. I just want to shoot straight. So it's like, that's awesome. So to me, you're not going to sell me a fucking bit of that. And there's a lot more guys like me out there, but then you got guys like, you know, uh, some of my guys that are younger and they come up and they show me this shit on Instagram. I'm like, dude, have you seen this? And I'm like, if you wear that into the shop, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And then I go to look at the page that they're looking at and the page has got 150,000 followers. Comment section is just, oh, I can't wait to pick mine up. And I'm like, boy, I'm really out of touch. And, and maybe that's, maybe that's again, another sign of it too. Maybe there's an expiration date on your, uh, you know, your your validity as a provider to these things. I would like to get somebody younger on that's that's heavy in the industry to kind of pick their brain on that. We're gonna have to do that next time. Yeah, I mean, look at the polymer, uh, the plastic stuff, the the 3D printed stuff. I mean, yeah, it's cool if you've got a five axis CNC machine. You don't need that shit anymore. There, I mean, I, I'm very interested in that. And I see guys, uh, there's, I don't, I don't think I should call him out on here because he's pretty, doing some pretty fucking gray area shit. And I think that's cool because he's just a kid in his garage with uh, a 3D printer. He ain't even designing the CAD files. He's just pulling them off the internet, putting them together and shooting shit. And, you know, I'm watching a mag dump out of a fucking basically a Lego gun. You know, it's it's just plastic. And I think I know who you're talking about, but yeah. You know who you know who he is. He just wore a Spider-Man mask in his last video. So he fucked, dude, I think that shit's cool as fuck. And I gave that kid one piece of advice. I said, don't you ever tell me your name or where you're at. And don't ever tell anyone else your name or where you're at either. Don't care how cool they are. Keep that shit to yourself because right now you're on the cutting edge of what's about to be a prime enemy number one so but that you know that what if what if dude what if they just start printing long guns you know like oh hold on yeah come back in an hour we'll have her all done you just gotta wait for the plastic to get hard you know and and these guys and you know i, I like uh, i like some of these manufacturers they're really into what they do but billet aluminum is going to be a thing of the past you're not going to need to machine all that There's well no they've, they've got those metal uh, and, and and it's way fucking above my pay grade, but they've got Centered, those metal 3D printers. Centered yeah. metal is the real deal. I started using it in motorcycle parts shit eight years ago. Is that do you have one? Laser sintering? So yeah, laser it's laser sintering. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the fucking that's the reservoir tip right there, buddy. That's the fucking I've been looking into those machines and they're like start. And I'm talking start, start nine grand for a good for 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 one to make a fucking you know you've got an eight by eight workable area with about but do you remember when the 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 abs or whatever the fuck 
filament is that you use on plastic 3D printing when those fuckers first came out and they were only in like colleges and shit like that. I mean, they were in that price level. Yeah, it's nuts. There's a there's a client that's printing uh, stuff. Well, he's not really my client. He, one of his clients is a client. And I got I got back in touch with him and I started going through his shit and I'm like, you motherfuckers are making everything. From canine helmets to bump helmets to optics mounts to fucking foregrips. And they're doing it all with that selective laser centering. And if you've got your shit right, you don't scrap any parts. You have one thing wrong on the CNC and you scrap a fucking, you know, you're on your fourth, fourth operation of six and you scrap the part. It, there, there's no going back. You can't. Let alone it. the fucking tooling. The tooling on, on manual or CNC machining, you know, physical machining well, is, shit. is the fucking most expensive parts. Jeff, look at that. Nine grand sounds expensive for a fucking 3D printer. Go buy yourself a decent lathe and tell me what you spent. Oh, and yeah. then, in my opinion, it's not the fucking, it's not the equipment. It's the tooling itself. You know, you get yeah. the fucking oh. for 20 grand or whatever. Spend yeah, spend $300 on 10 carbides. Uh -huh. Yeah. We just the had fucking some, inserts uh, and the, yeah, it, don't get me fucking started on all that bullshit. We just had some 10 millimeter uh, holes tapped and uh threaded in in some material it was actually done in uh tungsten and uh obviously tungsten's a pretty tough metal to work with but each quarter uh, each 10 millimeter tap and drill bit was 40 dollars and that was only going in an inch i can barely hear you now i did hear you and 40 dollars seems like that's uh, fucking cheap to me one inch 10 millimeter uh, for for tapping these holes was 40 bucks a piece so uh you know just to just to get the per tool and maybe that to me that just sounds astronomical uh that sounds super fucking cheap to me oh shit maybe i'm out of touch then i don't know uh i was just fucking looking at the the the, the bill and i'm like 40 bucks for a fucking tablet jesus christ so you know? again i kind of lost your audio but you got a 10 millimeter hole you're, you're back now, I think. Right. Um, uh, I, I just, like I said, I was looking at the invoice for the services, and it's that, you know, they wanted $40 a piece per tap, and we're only tapping in one inch, so we don't need a fucking eight-foot-long tap. You know what I mean? So. Well, when you say only one inch, I'm like, fuck that. I'm thinking like a quarter-inch, three-eighths-inch is, is a normal tap that I would do on a machining process for a whatever, let's just say industrial piece or whatever. Yeah, an yeah. inch tap is is fucking deep, especially on a blind hole. May, hey, maybe a blind hole and fucking tungsten, partner. Right. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, you know what? You know what it could be. Maybe I'm just salty on spending money, and I'm like, you cocksuckers! Every time somebody sends me a bill. So again, kind of like what John said. You know, and, and I, I've never fucking tapped tungsten, so I, again, that's above my pay grade as well. But the tap required to do that not the machine or anything like that the tap has to be fucking i would guess several hundred dollars well bunk i'm just thinking the taps that i have in my shop right now are tungsten they're made out of tungsten right and so yeah. you've got to have something else <laughs> i'll stay i'll send you a photo uh i'll send you a photo of what got done um you'll get a kick out of it. yeah you'll get a kick out of it it's going it's going to uh it's going to a a famous Lakers basketball player and I'll, I'll leave it at that he's biggest guy in the league so uh he we fucking no expenses no expenses spared on getting it done but it's still like 
fuck, man. Everything, even the even the getting t- stuff made out of tungsten, is just nearly impossible to get done. You can't you can't do it here. Uh, you got to have it done overseas, where the price of labor is fucking you know nothing. So yeah, that sounds like an expensive project. Yeah, luckily I'm not footing the bill on all of it, just my portion of it. So it's partnership effort, but you know how that shit goes. But yeah, so, man. I, sorry, go ahead. I, I was just thinking. I mean, out outside of the 3D printing, I mean, we're we're definitely at a. I don't know if it's a pivotal. I mean, uh, bunk. I mean, I sent you there. There's a fellow on uh, Instagram. He's got a YouTube page too that is, I guess, decided to be fairly vocal in the attack on our liberty that's coming our way. Clearly, I mean, you already said it, Sawyer, that, you know, these 3D printers are working in a gray area. How worried are you guys really? About what? Everything. I mean, is that, what, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. I, I'm not I mean, worried about shit. I sleep like a fucking baby. I don't care. I mean, I've been preparing for years and years and years. It's and if you haven't, then shame on you. So, are you prepared to keep your gun if if you're told to turn it in? This is exactly the same conversation I think we had with Jerry. Uh, I'm not going to have that conversation because uh, my whole fucking plan is way different than fucking having a confrontation. If I have, if if it comes down to a situation like that, I'm I'm either packing up and uh moving out somewhere where i can not have those kind of interactions or uh, i'm gonna choose a position where i pick the fight the fight isn't brought to me um whether i make it out of that alive i don't know i'm not gonna come on here and pretend to have some big bravado about being like cold dead hands and all that shit i'd like to be alive if i can help it uh and uh, if, if a fucking, you know, half a squad of cops show up at my house and they're like, turn over your guns. I mean, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? And it's, that's just me being real, you know. Bunk, sure. what about you? I mean, your livelihood's dependent on it. So I, I guess going back to the question, am I prepared? Is, is that what you're asking me? No, not, not, not necessarily you personally, but I mean, what? Where do you see the industry, I mean, in one in which you make your livelihood, you know, and, and given the current some of the legislation that's bound to come at us here, um, do you think do you think it's all rhetoric again or do you think some of this shit sticks to the wall? I think I think you look at the the scale, you know, the old the the, the pendulum scale. I don't know if that's the right word. You've got <clears throat> a good chunk of it that will stick to the wall and kind of putting what Sawyer said about the, the turnover rate of new uh, firearms enthusiasts, if you will, um, that are going to be, you know, I, I, I don't want to fucking break the law or your old school guys that have in their minds way too much to fucking lose to break the law and i get both of those sides i do think that the other side of it though the guys well i'm just going to use let's say uh, pistol braces get banned um perfect they're going to be a very very large percentage of guys and i say guys i'm including everybody that are just gonna be like fuck it you know and 
I, I think the, the reason I think that is from the people that I interact with daily and, and I attract a lot of those guys from uh, my attitude and the content I put out. And that's great because I, th those are my guys. So that's who I want. So I get kind of jaded, but I also know that they are a, a smaller percentage. They're not the majority, but I think that they're growing. Um, and I think that the, the legislation and all the rules and shit that's coming up, if you will, is so fucking absurd. I mean, and I'm I'm gonna point at something else. The 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 fucking menthol cigarette ban. I mean, I think all that is giving the impression that you you know you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. So fuck it. Let's. I'll put a stock on. You know what? I'm making my own can, and I know how to fucking use the internet to run a fucking auto sear. I mean. I'm already a, a, a felon with possibly 10 years in federal penitentiary. And I, don't know, I think it's a hundred thousand dollar fine or some shit. I'd have to go back and look because I run a fucking stock on a 12 and a half inch gun when I was abiding by the law and you turned a law abiding citizen into a felon with the stroke of a pen. So fuck off. Why wouldn't I run a can? that I made or why wouldn't it? I think that percentage is just about even with the percentage and I could be totally fucking wrong because I am a lot but I think it's about even with those that are abiding by it at, th at this point in the game and I, again I don't know take it for what, it, what it's worth what do you guys think I, I'm right there with you I, I look at something like this right here uh, a pistol brace. Um, this has become very mainstream. I mean, think about it, guys. If you've been around ARs or, or black guns for any amount of time, a couple of years ago, I mean, if you were rocking anything other than a mil spec 16 inch barrel, you had you had already paid the crown for the tax stamp to SBR that thing. I mean, this the 16 right inch and the 20 inch guns, I, I would almost say, are in the minority from new purchases now. 100 when i haven't bought one 16s i'm still i'm still moving a lot of them but they're still in the minority i mean the the, the 12 and a half inch 10 and a half inch even or whatever are, are still just love, fucking blowing it away i would love to see the actual numbers of how many of these were sold when they talk about all these ar sales i would love to know how many of those were this is an AR pistol. I would love to know how many AR pistols were sold in this last, let's say, 24 months. And yeah, total, total AR sales. Uh, dude, I would guess I would guess probably 10 times higher, if if not more, just based on the just because the buzz around the braces, strictly based on the buzz around the braces. The more these politicians highlight things that you can't have, the more you want them. I, I think that's so. a fact. That's a fact right there. And that's the that's the only it's the only I haven't seen a piece of paper that says anything, but I'm just going gut feeling. Because anytime somebody says you can't have this, what's the first thing you do? Go buy that shit. I put it on my shelf and I say, ha ha, look what I got, fucker. I can do whatever I want. But then we're kind of like in retrospect, we're kind of looking at the the opposite polar opposite of that because they already gave it to us. 
and that was our that was our workaround you know running the brace and now they're saying we can't do it so that just like to me that opens up the playing field of there are no fucking rules yeah does that make sense i you know i've been living in basically communist california now for about 10 years and it's no secret to anybody that pays attention to what i talk about that i'm on my way out of here very shortly and uh the county that i'm moving into as of two or three days ago passed through the city uh there well through the county commissioner they'd made the declaration that the county is a second amendment sanctuary and the state is soon going to follow yeah i know right and it's like okay cool but you still have you know all this lip service going along with it because the cops don't like it they don't like the constitutional carry because they can't pull you over for carrying a gun if you're suspicious yada 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 so it all boils right back down to what you said jeff it's like where do you draw the line and and for me it's all nice and dandy to have all those you know pat on the backs and attaboys from the government but at the end of the day it's not you know, this is what this, these inalienable rights that we have or we're supposed to have. And it, it, it I want to be careful what I say. Um, it's up to the person at their comfort level to decide where their rights stop and where they're going to follow the law, what makes them comfortable. Out here, if you don't have a thumb blocking shark fin or whatever the fuck and a bullet button on this and that, um, you know, you're, you're going to go to jail for breaking the law, not only federally, but for the state. But then these cocksuckers switched out that bullet button rule and they wrote in like all of a sudden now, if you got a bullet button, well, it's considered a machine gun. And it's like overnight. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know about any of this. Dude, there's a, a, there's a certain configuration with California compliancy where it basically makes it a machine gun by the, by the letter of the law. Same thing with pistol braces, how, you know, you can't shoulder it, you can put it over your arm, same thing, potato, fuck a potato. It all comes down to the ability of them to fucking fuck you. They catch you speeding, then they got, you know, they're in, then they get this, they got this. It's like, oh, okay, well, I see you've got a bullet button on your gun, you know, in conjunction with this. And it's like, no traffic cop knows the fucking lo- the rules and shit on that. They just know that you're not supposed to have it. You know, they, and they're, you know, they're the ones that are the first line. And then you get the guys out here with the DOJ and they come in, they don't come and knock on your door. Nice. Like they come in and just fucking raid your shit. So I think that's a forecast. Unfortunately, New York, New Jersey, California, they've already pioneered this blueprint for the rest of the country. And the people out here are so worried about, you know, keeping up appearances that they just wear that yoke. You know what I mean? Where you've got states like like wearing a mask. Exactamundo, dude. Yep. And so you've got states like Tennessee, Arkansas, Georgia, Kansas, Missouri, uh, Texas. You got these like hold fast states that are like, no, 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 no. We ain't gonna take that bullshit. We're we're passing these sanctuary state laws. And it's like, I don't know. It, it's kind of a I, I think it's a lot of lip service but at least it's something considering well, i love you, i love your perspective of it because john and i are in areas that are that are a polar opposite and so you know and, and me in particular and i don't know about john but i deal with local law enforcement and I, I you know i fucking pick their pick their brains all the time about what are your thoughts on you know this this and this and you know our our county commissioner meetings that i go to 
we, we had one a while back and before I got my page deleted, I made a big deal out of it about the whole mask issue issue. And, uh, our sheriff stood up at the County commissioner meeting and said, I will not enforce anything. I mean, he's, he's on record, you know, I mean, this is a recorded deal. And so that is our environment, our environment. And it's interesting to get your perspective on it. Uh, because I think that uh, I guess we, we become jaded, you know, and I still feel the way I do, but, you know, it's kind of eye-opening talking to you and hearing that because everything you said makes perfect fucking sense. I mean, the blueprints there, they've done it. And well, now just go ahead. Bunk, I, I look at what, what Sawyer said and what you've said, and I wonder how many guys are there in California right now Rocking, rocking a Magpul brace and a fucking pistol grip on a 12 and a half inch AR saying, fuck it, I got it. I know, I know a guy. <laughs> I know one at least. It's just, you know. You know you what I mean? Though? Like, you know, do you, do, you, do you go to the range with it? Do you, you know, because a lot of guys do a lot of shit behind closed doors out here. And that's kind of, it makes me kind of feel like, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to put it on like something fucking spectacular, but it just makes me feel like there's like a, a, the resistance to the powers that be. And it's not some, you know, organized fucking World War II type shit, but there's just guys out there and they've got their own personal battle with the right and the wrong of it. And they go, you know what, this is my right and I'm going to do it. And I don't give a fuck. Now, those same guys, you won't catch them carrying that to the range. They keep that under their bed or they do. It's in the dark. You know, they keep it hidden. You know, it's not for everybody to know about. If you're smart, that's the way you keep it. Um, There's a few guys, you know, we know a guy and uh, he runs around with a fucking folder in the, the, you know, in between his center console and his passenger seat here. Not, you know, non-compliant, does whatever he wants, 30 round mags, fucking everything short barrel rifle with a folder and he, he drives normal traffic with it and he's like if i get pulled over it's i get pulled over you know and i'm like dude you got balls the fucking size i don't even i can't even quantify how big they are because you're going straight to jail and they're not they don't they, the, the cop doesn't have to be a weapons expert to know that's not good <laughs> you know for for him so it's it's i guess it's roll the dice man some people fucking gamble in vegas some people gamble with their lives just driving back and forth to work every what you got john so back to what you were saying bunk you go to your county commissioner meeting i applaud you for that i think that's what we need to do as a second amendment community you know i i saw a deal the other day a group of parents i believe it was in arizona took over a local school board and said fuck your mask they you saw arizona one of the two they managed to elect themselves in and struck that shit right out the board you know the, uh, I'll go ahead and say it by name because he did it on it on the gram. So, you know, Tony Cowden did a did a live the other night, and his whole deal was like, we have to become more politically active. And 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 as much as I don't need more shit to do, as much as I don't need anything else on my plate, I do think that if we want our way of life to be preserved, preserved or to, or or to open up, I think that we do have to become involved locally at you tagged local. me in that and unfortunately I, I i was i was in the middle of working on guns and i did not have time to sit and watch it and give it due diligence but i'm, I'm interested to hear about that i want to i want to touch on that yeah go, I wanna, 
on that. It was good at the start, and then he got fucking salty as a motherfucker as usual, um, and it kind of spiraled out. But I, I appreciated what he had to say. Those but are my favorite, I, though. I gotta, I gotta take a, a quick break, but I want to go on uh, him with that. Like I said, if you can expound on that, if there is anything to, and also the the T Rex arms. I don't know if either one of you are familiar with what he's been doing this last week or so. So he got real spicy. So if no, you want to go on that, John, because I want to talk about that. I've got I've got a lot of viewpoints <laughs> on it and kind of kind of explain what, what went down, John, and I'll be right back. So uh, what Bunk's talking about there was Lucas definitely started uh, talking about resistance to the crown, you know, and 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 speaking to our Speaking to our speaking to our inalienable rights, um, talking about folding guns up, shoving them in backpacks, taking them where you go everywhere. You know, the, the message of what is the difference between uh, a, a pistol brace and a magpul buttstock, um, you know, and, and, and really starting to drive that message of dissent against the, the, the rule that we have right now. And I guess my I, I put I, I asked him flat out on his post of that. I said, if you really want to do this, let me see. I mean, it, it's easy to talk shit. Let me see you throw a buttstock on a full auto fucking shorty with a can, no fucking papers, rattle that fucker off on the ground. It's one yeah. thing to talk about it. It's another thing to do it. The other big thing that I have, and it's not against him, it's just a, a point I don't know his personal financial standing, but I can guarantee you he's in a lot better financial position than a lot of the people he was preaching that shit to. Yeah, I take all that shit with a grain of salt, man. I look at these guys and they're just actors. They're actors. But he's so passionate. I mean, he is so passionate. Dude, he is. You as much of a turd as he can be. Sometimes I I watched. He did a fucking (laughs) podcast. Like he is as scary as it as it sounds, guys that a fucking kid in fucking skinny pants is doing it. He's fucking doing a lot more than other people in this fucking industry that have Absolutely. a lot bigger fucking names. Good for I him. I have respect I mean, for him for it. I don't, I don't think we have, I don't, I don't think that, that anybody is the needs any elevation of status beyond what these guys own egos has done for themselves. And I think that it's great that they've used their influence to a point, but don't you think for one second that it ain't about making money? It's just about staying relevant on the internet because if it was true, you wouldn't see it posted. You wouldn't see that the motherfuckers would be out doing it and not talking about it. And that's why I don't talk about it. I do what I do when I need to do it and I keep it to my fucking self where it belongs. Hey, I'm not trying to fanboy for Lucas, but look, the fucking little skinny pants wearing fucker put out a fucking chest, put out a plate carrier at a price that nobody else would fucking compete with. When it got found out that his shit was getting jumped across the border, he immediately let it be publicly fucking known and sold that shit off at a fucking discount price. He makes body armor available to people and he does fucking voice opinions that I don't know are good for his business. And I'm not talking on the Instagram. I'm talking with the fucking regulatory authorities. The shit he said last week, he didn't have to say it. 
I've never spoken ill of a guy. I don't really care because it doesn't affect my day-to-day bottom line. I just I don't get hyped up in other like I call my G celebs or whatever. I don't get hyped up in whatever they're doing from time to time. So I'm not on the pulse with that. I just I just know what, what the motivating factors generally are, and it's usually the almighty dollar. So PR stunts are not uncommon from guys like this, and he might have a whole squad of guys behind him just snickering, you know. I don't know. I can't say because I don't know the dude. I don't have, you know, we're not on a fucking Zoom call every week, you know. So if he's doing that and he's on it and he, that's that's the uh, what do you call the he's he's actually true to that. Congratulations, kudos. I think that's amazing. Well, but, and I'm I'm kind of conflicted between the both of you because I agree with both of you. Um, the message is pretty fucking ballsy to put it out there like he's doing it, and. I'm not going to just sit out here and say that he was motivated primarily by making money. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess that, you know, entered his fucking brain. He's not that stupid. He, he can think that far ahead. Um, but to kind of what John was saying, I, I don't think it's really a, a smart decision in the long run for him to go on what he was going on about. Um, and then also what John said, it's one thing to fucking run your mouth about it on the internet and have all these great points that I, I fucking agree with, but being a class three SOT and not, I guess, practicing what you're preaching, if, if that's, and, and, and to do that would be fucking career suicide for him i'm just conflicted and i and i guess i kind of maybe need help to to think this through i mean it's it's no different than me um i'm class three sot i i tell my following if you will you need to fucking rebel and you need to fucking go out and and fight this tyranny and all this and i write my check every year to the fucking government for my ability to run all the shit that I run. Where, where's the line at? Bunk, it sounds great, but look, I mean, the truth be told, I could go fucking fabricate cans right out back, right fucking now. Ain't no secret to make a fucking silencer, but what do I do? I fucking pay you because you have all the legal paperwork and I wait a fucking year to fucking do it. There's my point right there. And it ain't, it ain't hostile. It's just sensible. And it's because most people are not ready for that smoke. They don't, you know, there's a few, trust me, there's a few fucking guys out there. They're all wearing masks on IG for a reason. I'm just saying. And I agree. And so does that, I guess my point is, do, do we take this fucking guy, is he credible? Or do we just, do we write him off as a total fuckhead for running his yap? and not fucking doing it. I mean, aside from, we know the kid can gun, not fucking talking about any of that. I'm just talking about his recent post of, you know, fighting the tyranny and, and all that. I think it looks great on paper. I think uh, like little Wayne said, real G's moving silence like lasagna. No fucking. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> think about it. Think about it. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. So you can't hear the G's in lasagna, right? It's fucking, it's, 
it's corny, but it's funnier than fuck. Uh, it, it took me a second. Yeah, no, it's somebody fucking hit me up about that because I use that shit all the time. And somebody's like, I, it took me like three days. Then I finally woke up and was like, that motherfucker. I can't, you know, he finally had I'm it. glad I'm not the only one. Well, yeah, you know, it's watch out now. Quick ones. Uh, no, but I dude, I mean, I, back in my younger days, uh, I was quick to talk a lot of shit. And then I fucking took a look in the mirror and realized you ain't doing nothing. You're doing a fucking thing. Shut up. All you're doing is setting yourself up. And I saw guys that uh, in, in the town I'm in, the fucking town I'm in, man, guys doing doing hard time, hard time for setting up 80% lowers. Come on over to my garage. I got everything programmed up for you. You just got to hit that red button. You remember those days? Oh, yeah. The and parties. They, yeah, they do it for you. Well, he got a cease and desist from the ATF. He did not cease, nor did he desist. And all of a sudden, he had a party set up, and it wasn't just General Joe's at his house. He fucking had a bunch of fat boys come and knock down his shit, and now he's holding his ankles for somebody. And, uh, you know, I I think about what would happen if I fucking got, you know, and I'm sure it's beans, you know, like from government agents or whoever the final one government agents, but somebody trying to set me up come in and offer things that just sound too good to be true hey man i got this hey man can you do this i'll pay top dollar my answer is always no because i'm not gonna risk it dude i like fucking going out and walking with my dog i like being able to go down to the store and pick up a six pack of beer whenever i want one let's be honest a 12 pack uh you know i want to do what i want to do and and until somebody really comes into my space and presses me and and actually presses on me kick in my door you come in here you start telling me to do shit or start pointing guns at people you're going to get a reaction that's when i'm going to react but all this other bullshit that's floating around oh they're going to change the laws fucking i can't tell you how many messages oh they're good they're coming for our shit it's like dude my granddad told me they were coming for our shit back in fucking 1940 you know like they you know what i mean like everybody's been coming for our shit since we fucking started this country from the british to the chinese to the fucking russians now our own government. It, that's that's what we're founded on, is rebellion. So rather than talking about it, I just say be about it. Just either be about it or don't be about it. But you don't have to tell anybody. Because it's not about their liberty. It's about your personal liberty. And where does your personal liberty stop, in my opinion? The minute you walk out your fucking door. Now you're in public. So do what you want in your home. You don't have to tell me. I don't want to know. But that's your personal liberty space. So do it about it so and i agree and i i guess kind of circling back how many people are about it and how many people are not i don't know i've got a i said my feeling i think there's kind of a 50 50 ratio because you know and john brought it up about how many people in california are running around with 30 round mags and all that shit and i have to be real careful you know, on this, this situation, um, I, I have a feeling there's quite a few more than maybe what most people realize. And that's on East Coast, West Coast, everywhere. <clears throat> and, you know, I get a lot of people sending me shit too and, and asking me questions. And a lot of it's like, I, I truly feel as innocent, like they're not 
they're not baiting or anything like that or they just more of a hey uh, i like you we've gained a rapport over the internet check this out type deal and i still have to be super super fucking careful with it but there's a lot of motherfuckers out there that are more about it than there aren't about it i guess Dude, RSR wouldn't sell me magazines uh, when they lifted, the, when the Supreme Court came on and said that it was unconstitutional. This is before the moratorium or the stay of judgment was placed by Xavier Becerra here uh, not too many months ago. Uh, RSR group said, I said, dude, didn't you see the news? They're, they're opened up. Because I had a high capacity magazine license for many years. And uh, you know, I could buy freely when I wanted. Well, when they overturned the thing, I didn't I didn't care about free Newman, which just so happened to be around that time and let it go. They stopped selling to me. And I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? I've been buying magazines from you for years. Why? What, what's the issue? Like, We're not going to get sued by the Department of Justice. And it's like, all right, man. Well, everybody here wants it. It's just, it's just it is what it is. You know, and, and I don't see a problem with it. Um, I just see the enforcement side of it and, uh, they're not going after, you know, it's like the Paul Brady thing. They're not going to go after the Paul Brady clients. They're going to go after the Paul Brady distributor. They don't have time to hunt down a hundred thousand different customers when they can go right to the source and they can fuck with the guy that's making them, you know, the RSRs, the poly eighties, the fucking 3d printer manufacturers. But then they get their info of who they've sent a polymer 80 to. Yeah, I, I, again, I think it's all about money. I don't think it's really about them having it. It's just, I said this, you did it. Now there's a monetary fee and prison time associated with it. They can get a million dollars from a company that's got a bank account versus going down to Kentucky, catching Bubba and his double wide with a poly 80 that he didn't register. And they're like, hey, man, we're going to sue you for $10,000 or $100,000. He's like, good luck. I ain't got shit. And that costs money to go get him cost money to put them through court cost money to do all that there ain't nothing to get what, what's the point I don't, I don't that's just my theory power uh power and money i mean why look if you're gonna sue somebody you don't sue but somebody. they don't so you're missing it they don't give a fuck about your or my money they make their fucking own money well yeah like i mean look we just we, we just printed 10 trillion fucking dollars out of fucking nowhere man at this point, it's fucking power grab. It's about telling you what you can and can't fucking do, man. Yeah, but the you know you got guys like the DEA that sees marijuana from states that are not you know uh, medically legal, and then they turn around, sell it, capitalize on it, and buy more shit. So there there is some there is some fucking Schadenfreude going on with that shit. You know what I mean? Evidence and you know they they use that shit. So they they want to seize as much money I think as they can from credible sources. So they'll go after those guys. And if there wasn't a fear for that, then why would companies require, you know, that are outside the state of California require us to be in compliance with a state mandate? What's, where's the fear in that? They're fucking, you know, they got distribution centers in Las Vegas. You think they're going to come over there and fuck with them outside of state lines? No, they're going to sue the shit out of them. You know, I, then again, I might be wrong. I don't know. That's just my thought. The, the money deal, yeah, I mean, I get it, and I, I can't argue with it, really. <clears throat> I guess I go back to, I'm not a, I mean, I, I'm not a cigarette smoker, never have been, 
but you go back to banning the the fucking menthol cigarettes. To me, that all goes back to the power grab too, which in my mind is no different than telling you what kind of fucking shouldering apparatus you can put on your 10 and a half inch gun. And yeah, there, I'm trying to think how I can articulate this. Uh, and I don't know that there really is a good way for me because I'm not that fucking good at it, but back to what John said, just fucking power. Um, well, we can tell you, when and why you are able to go outside with a fucking face diaper on you know what i mean shit boggles my mind dude me too but it 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 encapsulates everything really i mean if they can do that and they can tell you Back to the sodas you can drink, the size of the sodas. That shit, dude. When they were gonna ban the big gulp, couldn't get Um, anything over ten ounces or twelve ounces of soda, and it's like, hell. I don't know if they're gonna pass or if they. I mean, the government doesn't do anything fucking fast. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if they're gonna go through with the whole menthol cigarette deal or all that. But there's so many things in the firearms world that it's scary what they can tell us to do and what they can't and you know this stems back to the fucking brady bill i don't know man it it seems like a power fucking grab to me well the problem the problem is is that i guess what i see the problem is is that they have politicized firearms the reality is is the democrats don't give a flying fuck about guns they clearly don't give a flying fuck about the the health of this country okay we, we have we have a country where 60 percent of the people are morbidly obese there's numbers of ways to let to, to, to legislate things in there but no we choose to do fucking masks firearms are just the political tool i really wish that they politicize something else because unfortunately they fuck with us i mean look the state of oregon is seriously considering a fucking moratorium on raising and slaughtering beef in the state of fucking oregon guys it's it's nothing more than 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 firearms are just the politicized that they've been politicized and now we're stuck in a power struggle between two political parties that at the end of the day don't give a shit about us. I don't give a shit if they're Democrat or Republican. Neither one of them give a flying fuck about the uh, people. I'm with you 100% on that. Yeah. I mean, there, 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 there might be, I would be willing to bet you could actually count on one fucking hand, not using your thumb, the number of politicians currently in Washington that actually give a fuck about their constituents. The rest yeah, of them are there because it's a fucking job and it comes with clout and power. Yeah. So what did, and I, like I said, I didn't get to watch the Cowden deal and I know, I guess he got wound up or whatever, but he was just saying what? It's pretty cool, man. So his whole deal was that like, now is our time to, to organize. And his whole deal was like, and I agree with him. He, his whole deal was that 
what we need to do is we need to get ourselves elected as county officials. We need to, you, you don't like the fucking police? Go get yourself elected. Go be the fucking police chief. Organize. Fight this shit from the inside out. Because the idea that we're just going to rebel and say, fuck you, I'm not playing by your rules, clearly doesn't fucking work. You so know, his whole, his whole deal was, he said, hey, look, I'm fucking old. I'm tired. I fought my fight but I don't see anybody else willing to step up and light the torch. I'll light the torch, but God damn it, I'm looking for some, some of these guys in that next younger generation to step up and carry it. And his whole deal was, he said, look, I, I don't have free time on my hands, but that this issue is important enough to me, I'm willing to dedicate time to it. So let me ask you guys both a question. Do you know anybody that's tried to do that at local level? Yes. Do you, John? No, but I face different. I face different. I certainly face a different fight than Sawyer does. Okay, but I mean, just the principle of it. So, Sawyer, how'd that work out for him? I think it's still going on right now. And it's, as a matter of fact, not to bring up one person, but the owner of the Camarillo gun store is running for county commissioner here uh, in this. And I believe it's county commissioner. So, if there's any Carlton Huss fans out there, send me a message and slap me. I'm wrong, but I thought he was running for commissioner. Um, but, uh, no, um, there's people out there that are tired of it. And, and what I was trying to ask or kind of touch on John's thing, he was saying about Mr. Cowden, I would much rather hear some shit like that from, from a voice of reason and maturity than talking about fucking going and making something a point to just be like throwing some shit in a backpack and going around and being a wannabe gray man or whatever they call it these days, where you've got a guy offering a solution rather than offering a problem. Um, rather than putting your effort and energy into getting yourself locked up, maybe put in a little bit of fucking effort into ch making a change. I mean, well, I agree wholeheartedly. I really do. And I love, <laughs> love what your, your point is. I'm not my question though, about if you know anybody that has tried to do that. And I, I know one guy, luckily one of my very, very best good buddies, um, he 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 served overseas and, and he did all that and he came back and he ran for our county commissioner i helped him he won and his whole fucking platform was i will not raise taxes i mean that was basically fucking it that was his mentality into every commissioner meeting everything that he did, everything that ran across his desk was, I will not raise taxes. <clears throat> he ran his term and didn't run again because they just fucking beat him down. They, I mean, and this is not, this is not a guy that gives up on shit easily. I mean, he's got resolve about as well as anybody I know. And he just got beat up so bad for so long everything that he tried to do and not from the constituents so much i mean he gave out a cell phone number and this motherfucker was on the phone non-stop i don't know how he did it talking to the people of our county but he got beat up on the inside by those that are entrenched and have the 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 pull so to speak I mean, I know the people and mainly one person that run our fucking county. 
and they are not in a position to do so. Does that make sense? Yeah. They don't have the skill to do so or the No, they're not in the political position to do so. But they pull the fucking strings. And he tried to fight that. And so my whole point to this was, and I agree with him because I, I, and that's why I supported my buddy so much is, you know, we talked about it, think globally, act locally. Um, there, in order to do it, there has to be a lot of motherfuckers. Like, and, and I'm not, I, I, I don't have it in me to do it, but it would take my buddy, me, and several other of our buddies locally to get together and band together and and fucking go in and do it because the machine is fucking heavy and big right now everywhere and you know starting at the bottom where we are up to the very top i don't know that's why i'm curious if you guys had had ever known anybody that had tried doing that other than you know the, the people that are in it every fucking year yeah, I and I, I I apologize if I didn't. I don't know the the. I've been so busy with stuff. I don't know what happened with Carlton. I should be in contact better. There's a fucking line to get into his shop about an hour long every day, just waiting outside no, I of it. it. I get it. And uh, he's busier than he's busier than hell. So we don't talk as much as we used to. But the last time I talked to him, he was doing it. Is as intelligent of a dude as he is. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. If he didn't get in, not because of lack of effort or lack of intelligence, but just sheer opposition and force. I mean, the balls on this guy to fucking walk up to the gates of hell, basically, you know, this is a liberal shithole. I mean, you got you got guys getting pinned for stuff that is so stupid. You know, I'm going to I'm not saying, you know, they didn't do anything wrong, but you got homeless people fighting in santa monica taking shits in public streets and the cops are powerless because of the fucking city ordinances protecting the homeless and you got guys like getting arrested for going to the fucking capital not even doing shit just getting arrested for being there at the pro at the protest because there was word they might have done something no caught no problem you know just being there alone was enough you know so it's like the the if you're going to play the game know the rules the rules well, are not in favor. That, but I mean, I didn't listen to it, like I said, but the whole Cowden deal, man, that seems like money to me. And I, I think it was John that said, or maybe it was you. No, it was you, Sawyer, about him versus the T Rex approach. <sighs> man, the night and day difference to me. Give me a solution, man. I'm, I'm not here to fucking argue an emotional point with anyone. That's, I don't get mad about shit. I don't get heated because I don't give a fuck because that don't make any difference. I can go home and be pissed off and slam shit around and it don't fix nothing. Don't change a damn thing. I go to work to get pissed off. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, usually work pisses me off some days, so come home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> The uh, but you get where I'm going with it, right? Like, yeah, uh, I do, I do. You, you can you can internalize that shit. Somebody said something nasty about you on the internet, you get all mad. Who gives a fuck? But a solution. Now that's that's where the real power is in, and, and and I think that's just a difference in experience. And again, not picking on this guy. I don't give a shit about him, good or bad. 
all I'm going on is you give me input, I'm going to give you output, right? So whatever he puts out, I, I okay, okay, cool. That's cool. That's not cool. But I, I hear that other stuff and it's like, okay, this guy, he's older. He's done his time. He's got some service under his belt. He knows what the wages of sin are, right? Lives of people dying ain't funny. And, you know, people talk a lot about like, oh, this cold dead hands. And I say that a lot, but it's like, are you ready to hold in your kid's guts when somebody discharges into your house and you're not fucking, you know, they don't hit you. They hit, they hit the missus or they hit your kid. Because you wanted that stock on that. Because you, you are the fucking molin labia. And I'm not saying anything about being compliant. Don't get it twisted. No, I don't, I don't think we're going off on that track. And then no, people want to no, no, assume that, then they can fuck off. There's some asshole sitting there. It's like, oh, this guy doesn't believe in the fucking rights, and it's like, it ain't had nothing to do with that. If anything, it's about preserving your ability to have those rights the long haul. Because no, that's, that, that's the internet, dude. And we're, I'm not fucking worried about them. Yeah, but you know, there's somebody. So I just preface that because I don't, you know, they don't might not understand my perspective. But I don't know. I think John John's got every time I've talked to John about it in offline or had his comments and stuff. I think he's got a good perspective on it because he you know john fucking tell tell him what you always tell me about your rights and shit and you know how you feel because you now, john like, fucking left where'd he go i don't know he, with him it's hard telling well his connection is always rough so um it is what it is but no john john john's always got a pretty level-headed attitude i've noticed that uh he's taking a liking over to you know at first when i first started talking to him he didn't like that guy and now he likes him and um i think maybe it's just speaking to him uh on that uh having an opinion on on the i don't want to use the word insurrection but insurrectionists or having a you know being a protester of some type and maybe that speaks to him it's, oh, he's back now oh there good. he is john I was, try, I was trying to ask you a question and you were gone so i'm sorry living in the sticks the internet blipped that's what yeah that's what i figured but uh we were just talking about you know the difference between being a you know stand your ground kind of guy and getting your, your whole family shot up because you got you want to have your pistol brace versus kind of what you and i have talked about in, in in uh in clothes uh outside of this podcast but you know i told bunker i said you've got a pretty good perspective on uh on your rights and how you how you feel that you know you can exercise them without getting yourself in trouble uh and i don't want to speak for you um but you know you you've said some things to me that kind of stuck in the past just about keeping a low profile doing what you need to do to get back and forth to where you need to go and you know I think I, I, I agree with that the most. So. No, I think I, I think that's a, a, an important thing. I think everybody has to weigh. I mean, that's I think that's what makes the conversation that we're having tough is that everybody has a personal amount of conviction. We all have something different to lose. Um, personal freedom, like I'll tell you right now. I mean, if you guys could see out my window, like I live. I live a good life. I live on top of a mountain. I overlook, I mean, probably one of the more picturesque valleys in Western Colorado. I'm incredibly fortunate. I'm blessed every day. Um, I don't have a wife. I don't have children. I've, I've got, I've got one son who's older. I unfortunately had a, my younger son passed away. Um, I don't have the same things to fight for 
or to fight against. And I think that's what makes this such an interesting discussion is, is the guy that has a six-figure job, a mortgage payment, two cars, $60,000 in credit card debt, a wife and four kids, is he ever going to stand at the door and with, with the out of my cold dead fingers? Probably fucking not. But even with my own convictions, I don't know a lot of guys. I mean, like guys, I'll be straight up with you. I don't know a lot of guys who are going to do that on an individual effort. I think it's the same reason that a protest at the Capitol works when you have tens of thousands of people there, but you don't see individuals storming the Capitol. I think it's the same reason you see mob fucking rule take over in places like Portland, Oregon, and places in California and Baltimore and Philadelphia and places like that. When you have a large group of people that are willing to make hard, they're willing to do what individuals wouldn't simply due to the fact that there is a protection that you have in a herd. Um, I mean, do I think that an individual, I don't care if the, what the political organization is. Do I think that one of these kids that's out there protesting and, and, and raising hell in Portland on his own, do I think that little 125 pound fucker is going to do that kind of shit when it's me and him fucking stood up on a block together? Fuck no, he's not. Let's be real. But at the same time, I can't say that I think the second, the second amendment community that you're going to have individuals say, this is my fucking machine gun with a fucking can that I didn't register and a buttstock on it. I don't think you're going to have that guy do it as an individual either. That's why I think that like, you know, when you have a guy like Tony Cowden, who does, for lack of a better word, have clout in the industry, I think it's important when you hear somebody like him say, we need to fucking organize. That's a bold fucking statement to make from somebody like him. But I also think that he's right. If we don't fucking organize and if we don't figure out a way to bind up and stand together, they'll fucking take us out one by one. John, I don't think anybody could have put it any better. That's why I was dancing around it, and I knew you had the answer. I'm glad your fucking internet came back because that was. <laughs> I have to agree. That was very well said. <laughs> that was that was a that was a power move right there, pal. We were. Uh, whew, boy, I gotta take my coat off. You got your little flush, <laughs> did I? Yeah, I was fired up, man, ready to go walk to the fridge for a beer. Holy smokes! <laughs> fridge for a beer. I'm a I'm gonna cook dinner, boys. I don't know what the hell y'all's up to.